Look, Allison, in about an hour and a half, we bail this barbecue, and it's good times to the max. You've just got to show. Susie, you've got a one-track mind. I already told you. I don't know anybody. Yeah, but you will after tonight. That's what I'm afraid of. Hey, would I set you up with a slime dog or something? No way, babe. It, it is, is babe, babe, isn't it? Okay, let's go. Let's go. Hello and welcome, welcome and hello. This is Wait, You Haven't Seen? And it's a show where we talk about movies, and specifically a movie at least one of us has never seen before. Uh, I'm your host, Travis, a.k.a. TV's Travis. This is episode number 82, and our movie this week was 1986's Chopping Mall, also known as Killbots. Uh, Joining me to talk about it, I have Christina. Hello. Hello, welcome back. And also, coming back from a couple of weeks ago, she mentioned she was, it's Monica Stone. Hi, everybody. It's me. I'm back. And I'm bad. You kind of are, because you made me watch Chopping Mall. I had never seen this movie before. Um, I had heard of it. Come on. Yes, this was the point. (laughs) Yes. So I had heard of this movie. Now, I want to start and preface everything I'm going to say for the next roughly hour. That... I enjoyed the hell out of this movie, but boy, is it bad. Like it is, it is, it is dumb and it is bad, but that is not, uh, that doesn't take away from it at all. So I'm going to probably repeat those lines quite a bit, but I really enjoyed this movie. And when I say bad, it's cheap, but, but I understand that this was, um, Monica, you and I actually watched it with the, um, uh, the version that played on the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs and you talked about and we were watching it, and I saw the name Julie Corman pop up. And my, what did I say? I said, oh, I wonder if she's related to Roger Corman. And f- sure enough, the first thing Joe Bob says is, Julie Corman, who is Roger Corman's wife, I was like, oh, well, now it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now I totally get why this movie is what it is, because Roger Corman is basically allergic to spending money. But yet he makes <laughs> movies. So he tries to make movies for... good like, ones. Yeah, he tries to make movies oh. for the least amount of money possible. You know, <laughs> you say it's... um. You say it's bad, but you uh, you don't mean bad. You just mean not great, I guess. It's it's so bad it's good. Well, no. See, here's the thing. So when I say it's bad, it's cheap. It's not made for. It's it's made quickly, um, and it is made cheaply, which doesn't necessarily make for a unenjoyable film. But as term in terms of filmmaking, it's bad. You know, the acting isn't that great. The writing really isn't very good. If you want well, even want to call it. The writing was done writing. in like 20 days. Uh, yeah. So they claim that the, the, the script idea came over the course of, I think, 24 hours. And then what was it they said? I think Joe Bob said it was like four or five weeks of writing the script. Now, I think that there was a four or five week period in which the script was written, but I don't think it took four to five weeks to write. I think they probably wrote it a lot, a lot quicker than that. Um, because it's uh, it's a pretty bare bones script. It's actually it's short. Uh, it's only a hundred and what, like a hundred and seventeen minutes, or not even that. Uh, it was an hour and seventeen minutes. Yeah. Um, so it's quick though. It gets through it. So even if it is you know bad, it's still you know <laughs> you you finish it quickly. Well, it's yeah, I mean, it, it, it hit it hits all the cheesy things, and it's it's yeah. a great cheesy. It's a great cheesy. Yes. 
Oh, 100%. No, it, like I said, I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was fun. Um, it's just, you know, the, the music was very 80s. The acting is okay from a few people, pretty bad from some other ones. You know, the writing is quick. You can tell it was made quickly and made cheaply. I think the budget for this was like $800,000 for the yep. whole movie. Um, it just fits in that. It fits in that time too. Like it mm-hmm. just, it's like every other like eighties movie, cheesy, you know, thing that you grew up with just quick and dirty and. Like well, and that, of them. yeah. And that plays to its strength being shorter. Cause I guess, so when it was released as Killbots, it was about an hour and a half long and didn't do very well with initial release. So Corman pulled it and cut like 15 minutes out of the movie and they re-released it as Chopping Mall, which, you know, I put on Twitter, oh, I just watched Chopping Mall. There's a lot of mall, but not much chopping. It's a, it's a funny pun uh, of a name, but it, the hour and 15 minutes that it is, what I like about it is that it's paced really well. It, it just moves along. It doesn't drag really in any, any parts. So I appreciate that in a movie. A that lot. name is genius, though. The name is genius because that's why I watched it. I was like, <laughs> ooh, Chopping Mall? This sounds great. It sounds like it's a slasher film set in a mall. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm like, oh, look, there's a creepy guy holding the bag. I wonder what that creepy guy looks like. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, he's not in the movie. Um, <laughs> Robots. So this came out the same year as Short Circuit. They were both 1986. And they're basically mirror images of each other in terms of like what the story is. Because in Short Circuit, it was robots made by a military contractor that gets struck by lightning and he becomes a good guy, essentially. The the robot comes to life and doesn't want to kill or hurt people. And these are robots that were made as protector bots for a shopping mall that gets struck by lightning and start killing the kids that are partying in the mall that night. Can uh, I ask a question really quickly? Sure. In short circuit, like were the other robots supposed to be killing people? Like to begin well, with? They were They're, military yeah. robots. So they were oh. designed for military applications. Oh. Okay, mm-hmm. I've only seen really the second one a lot for mm-hmm. some reason. Okay. Yeah. The the second one kind of doesn't deal with them, just with Johnny. The first one goes into it slightly. Yeah. Because the first one, the whole player. opening of it is them doing a military demonstration and they're blowing, sh- you know, blowing shit up and they've got the lasers and all of that. But they were designed for basically infantry. That's crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's I funny watch that, that movie again. <laughs> you do because it's really good. Just um, don't think too hard about Fisher Stevens in it playing an Indian character because it's <sighs> a pretty, it's a pre- yeah. like that that hasn't aged very well. Let's put it that. Yeah, way. unfortunately. Um. What I also like about this this movie, Chopping Mall, was it doesn't try to do too much, right? It's just, in in fact, the movie ends. It just sort of ends. There's no resolution to anything. They just blew up the last uh, last robot and and fade to black, um, which is fine. But it, the movie doesn't try to be too much. It's just dumb kids spending a night in a mall for some reason. And it's the, the 80s. That's where everybody gets to hang out. Yeah, that's Let's true. Let's go to the mall. Now, see, where I grew up, we didn't have, like, we had a mall, but it was one level and it was very small because we're not a very big area. So I'd always see these shopping malls and movies and TV shows that are. I was probably in my early 20s before I went to a shopping mall that had more than one level in it, if that tells you anything. And you're in uh, Michigan, right? Yes. Okay, I'm I'm in Jersey, and I literally have three malls that I can like get to 
very quickly or even two of them on foot. <laughs> like <laughs> I could go to so many malls. I could right. name five right now. But are they like, are so are, many malls. Are they like this one where it's like three or four levels and all um, these stores? The um the smaller one that's by my house is uh I think it's only two levels. Um but inside of the department stores it becomes like three levels. Okay. This is like the that's the thing about like California. Like they're famous for their gigormous gig, can't think of the word. Ginormous. ginormous? There yeah. you go. Ginormous malls. Yeah. But like like yeah. Like that's our true. the other mall, that's even bigger and we have uh oh man, there's like a what's that one? There's like Franklin Franklin Mills and in, in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and that thing is like miles long. <laughs> it's like one of the biggest malls yeah. or something. We just we don't have the population density to have a huge mall here. So I I was always fascinated by these in movies. We'd see and this is the Galleria in where did they say it was? Was it Santa Barbara? No. San San Tropez. No. But San... anyway, it, it's the same mall that they used in Commando the year before. Um and Fast Times at Fast Times at Ridgemont High I think used it too. Sherman Oaks. Yeah, Sherman Oaks Galleria. They were originally, I guess, going to film in the Beverly Hills Shopping Center, but they wanted more money, and Corman wouldn't cut the check. So, which is fine. Um, uh, the, the mall has an interesting look. The only thing I would say about it, from a if I want to nitpick, is I never knew where anybody was in relationship to anything in that mall. It was just every like, I don't know where any of the stores were. You know what I mean? Like, you just don't get a, a feel for the geography of it. Like, Mall Rats, one of the things it did kind of cool was because the stores also played a character kind of in that movie, you sort of got an idea of like, oh, okay, this place is down from this area. Here's the food court type of thing. This was just constantly showing me hallways in the mall and then different stores. So I never knew where anything was, but it doesn't. it also doesn't matter for this story. Hey, that's one of my malls, too. <laughs> in Mall Rats. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, not one of the close ones, but yeah. So, okay. Uh, cast in this movie, this had some eighties staples in it. Uh, Kelly Maroney plays Allison parks. She was in quite a few other, um, she was a bit of a drive-in scream queen. Wasn't she Monica? Yes. She, she is like such a great, um, yeah, basically scream queen. Like she was in, I remember her from night of the comet. Mm-hmm. And like she was a cheerleader in that and all that. And that's she, what else was she in? Now I'm forgetting. Um, like well, Chopping Mall. She had she started off on Ryan's Hope, which was a soap opera, uh, mm-hmm. and she was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Transylvania Twist. That's the other one that I had oh, seen yep. a long time ago, and I've not been able to find it since. I would really like to see that again because I remember that being really weird when I was like a tiny child watching. It's a very, very weird movie. Yeah, that's not one I've seen. Um, but she she's still going strong. She, uh, you know, guest appearances here and there on TV. She did a guest appearance on True Blood. Um, and then Exorcism at 60,000 Feet, something she did last year. Uh, the Deep Ones. And she's got a couple in pre-production right now, so she's still still working. And she was Allison. She was our final girl. Um, and I thought she was pretty good uh, overall. I do. 
I can't figure out why she kept wanting her character kept wanting to split everybody up. Basically, <laughs> do the exact opposite thing anybody should ever do in a horror movie. Well, I mean, you know, if you know you're the final girl, you don't mind splitting up all the time. True. Well, she was the innocent one, so. Yeah, true. Yeah, yet her dad was a Marine, so. Because she was the only one that could. Which, which somehow explained why she was able to shoot. <laughs> she was the only one that could hit anything on any of the characters, <laughs> and including the, the protector robots. <laughs> Nobody could awful. hit the broadside of a barn. No, nobody except Allison in this movie could have hit water if they fell out of a boat, okay? And mm. they were just firing off in all directions at all times. But I, I liked her. Um, yeah, I, I, I love, love seeing everything, the, the standoff scene. It was just like, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the where they come out of the sporting goods store? Yeah. Yeah, out of Peckinpah's sporting goods, by the way. That was, that was a nice little homage. I saw that, and I was like, hey, I wonder if that's Sam Peckinpah. Um <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah, they nobody could hit anything there. That was that was hilarious to me. Um, what was the other one I was going to mention? Oh, okay. So Tony Odell played Ferdy. What a great Ferdy. name, by the way, Ferdy. And Tony Odell was in uh, 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 Karate Kid. He was one of uh, one of the friends, right? Jimmy was that who yeah, he was in Karate jerks. Kid? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember which one he was, if he was the one that said body bag or something like that. Like he was, but he was one of the three guys that was always with Johnny. Yes. Uh, like on the motorbikes and stuff they used to drive around. And uh, yeah, like that was, I didn't know that was him when I first watched the movie. And I didn't know until, you know, watching the Joe Bob uh, this past like year, you know, learning, you know, who he was. Cause <laughs> it's just too funny. Well, and it's then great watching cause Cobra his, Kai. Yeah, because his IMDb is like he's known for the Karate Kid and Chopping Mall. And that's basically it. <laughs> yeah. But he, he's still acting, but he also transitioned into being like an acting and dialect coach, with a, which is kind of cool. So he's he worked on doing that on stuff like um, uh, Girl Meets World series as, a, as an acting coach, um, Sydney to the Max. So, you know, same thing, staying busy, still acting. So did uh, an episode of Cobra Kai you mentioned. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, Everybody go watch Cobra Kai, by the way. <laughs> now Sweep the Leg is running through my head. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Rick and Linda Stanton, the, the married couple in this movie, uh, which it's sad that they had to die because you don't normally get married couples in, in these kinds of movies. I thought that was an interesting kind of t- change because usually it's a bunch of young kids and they're all single and part of the horror movie uh, – formula is that you can't have promiscuous sex or you get killed and there was plenty of promiscuous sex going on in this movie but those two were married so monica you brought up when we were watching it like well, wait if they're married they're not having illicit sex so why did they die and yeah i completely agree with that <laughs> but needed to break the mold yeah and i guess <laughs> stupidly and um, Freddie lived like it was weird yeah <laughs> oh we'll we'll get to okay. the stupidly for rick in a little bit um, but Rick and Linda were played by Russell Todd and Carrie Emerson. They were fine. Uh, Russell Todd, Carrie Emerson, Not don't really know. with Todd Russell. Yeah. I don't really know them from anything else, although I think Carrie Emerson as Linda was surprisingly good in this for the few minutes that she was actually on screen. 
including delivering a line in the movie that had no business being said or delivered as well as it was. And I'll play that later because I captured that for sure. <laughs> Hell yeah. Actually, she stopped acting in 89. So she must yeah. just, like a couple of years after this movie, she was just like, eh, I'm done. So um, Barbara Crampton, though, was Susie. Barbara Crampton is another kind of 80s scream queen, right? She was um, oh, yeah. She was in Reanimator. Reanimator. From Beyond. Yes, From Beyond. That uh, was the other one I was trying to think of. Yeah. Uh, Which I need to watch again. Yeah. Apparently it's on Shudder now. Yep. Um, I, I wanted to say it, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed uh, that the other day. I was like, oh, yeah. yes, good. Yeah, I finally and, get to watch it, so I'm, I want to I wanna get that on. <laughs> and she's still she's still doing stuff. She's still doing the Scream Queen thing, looking at some of the titles she's been in recently. Uh, Run, Hide, Fight, Death, Sember as the woman. Uh, stay Out, Stay Alive. <laughs> so. Oh my god, she was in the newest, one of the newest Puppet Master movies. Oh my god. <laughs> They're still making those. Yep. I love, I love Puppet Master. Pinhead's the best. <laughs> so, so the character of Susie, played by Barbara Crampton, was my least favorite in the movie because, like I said, Brennan... Brennan was dumb, but like he had at least some reason to be dumb. He was just a jackass. I, she freaks out when they're in the air shaft for what feels like no real reason because they don't really set up any, any sort of reason for her to act like that. And then all of a sudden they get in the air shaft and then she's like, I have to get out of here. Had they not done that, they would have been okay. So, you know, I should I read, should I read my scene setting now? Go for it. Sure, go for it. Okay. <clears throat> Imagine you and your friends are going to spend the night inside of the furniture store in the mall. All is going well with love at first sight, too much gum chewing, weird dancing, and inappropriate boobies. When all of a sudden, Susie's head explodes. Would you turn whiny and sabotage the escape plan? Would you stand in the entirely wrong place? Would you stupidly drive your little golf cart into the electrified killer robot for no practical reason whatsoever? Would you know that paint explodes and have a flare betwixt your bosoms? I think the answers to all these things are easy. The real question is, who is Jamal? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Seriously. That's great. And who is Jamal? I want to know, because apparently he's waiting for a message that he hasn't gotten yet. <laughs> such an offline but it's like the thing i remember most oh it's like it, why what who yeah uh yeah just her her whole reasoning for being like oh i think greg might be in trouble he needs me no he really doesn't he said go and be safe and you're gonna pull all of them out of there granted really and we we talked about this while we were watching it monica was the the catalyst for this whole thing and the reason that they all ended up getting killed in the first place was because uh, Susie, Susie Slater, <laughs> a.k.a. Leslie, needed a cigarette. Right. So Specifically this, Virgin Slims. Yes. Which exactly. I assume are Virginia Slims, which so, I shouldn't say. Basically, this entire movie is an anti-smoking ad, is what it is. <laughs> if she sure. just hadn't needed a cigarette and forced Brennan to go out in the mall, the robots would have left them alone because the, the, the protector bot came by earlier saw them all in the store and left them alone. 
But as soon as they exited out into the mall, then they decided it was time to kill them. So basically what we're saying is don't smoke kids and then you'll be fine and you won't get your head blown up by a protector bot in a mall in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. Is kind of the moral of that story. So yes, not, you know, don't stay at your job and like have kids drinking underage who knows actually how old they were now that you say that yeah (laughs) and doing uh you know the sex like all near each other for some reason like did anybody do this when they were in school or when they were young because i shall not say (laughs) i i don't think i had friends i liked that much (laughs) (laughs) oh So, uh, let's see, some more cast members uh, of the main cast. Nick Siegel uh, played Greg Williams. He he had an interesting accent that you brought out, Monica, um, because his uncle is, who was it? George uh, Siegel. George Siegel is his uncle. And so he does sound a bit like George Siegel. Um, for those of you that don't know, just, you know, go to IMDb. You'll find him. You'll, you'll see his face and you'll be like, oh, that guy. The guy um, from Just Shoot Me. <laughs> yeah. For the young yep. kids. There you go. Uh, but he he was fine. I didn't care one way or the other with, with that character. I thought the character of Greg was dumb anyway. Uh, although not as dumb as my favorite character, which is Mike Brennan, uh, played by John Terelsky. Terleski? Terleski. Uh, who actually went on to be a director. You know, he's been directing a bunch of stuff recently. Um, TV and, and whatnot. But he was Mike Brennan, a.k.a. Gum Chewing Boy, because that's all he does throughout the whole movie is chew gum, just constantly. And weirdly, like, it's like, it's not just gum chewing, it's like super, like, dramatic gum chewing, almost like there wasn't gum in his mouth. (laughs) Yeah, even though there definitely was. um, Exactly. But yeah, he's like chomping on that gum the whole time. I don't know if it was to, like, fix a nervous tick or what, because it wasn't his first movie by any stretch. He'd... uh, Oh, nope. Those are his directors. 45 director credits, by the way, uh, including a bunch of episodes of Blacklist. Um, He did an episode of The Rookie as a director, but he had been acting for a little bit. He did go on to do a bunch of other kind of cheesy, uh, what was it, Deathstalker 2. Not the first Deathstalker, but the sequel. He played Deathstalker, Um, which I think is is funny. (laughs) That was the next year, in fact. Um, valet girls, uh, boy, some really good stuff. He reminded me of somebody and I still haven't figured out who it is. Like, I don't know who it is. He looks like to me, but I thought I'm going to have to do some, some researching on that and try to find pictures of whoever else it is. But he just, he had this look about him that reminded me of some other actor. Um, but he, he definitely was, the dumbest character in the movie um but also like the funniest character just unintentionally yes yes you you laughed at that line that he said to the robot right oh when he when he quoted uh the day the earth stood still yeah yeah Klaatu barata niktu yeah Yeah. oh yeah (laughs) which is what you said to the robot to deactivate it Mm mm-hmm that's how you deactivated gort so there's that's a movie. That, see, that's a movie I have seen. Um, but yeah, ter- he he also had uh, some great hair, and that kind of like yeah. the start of a mullet. I don't know, but <laughs> he was he was the dumbest yet best character for me in the movie, just because he was just so like so cliche douchebag 
and mm-hmm. it killed me. Actually, I take that back. I take that back. My favorite character in the movie is only in one scene, but he's Walter Paisley, played by Dick Miller. He's a janitor because Dick yep. Miller is awesome, and he's one of those character actors that you see in stuff all the time, and he was a janitor with the uh, most unfortunate job in the movie because I don't know. He must have been like mopping up milk or something or like peanut <laughs> butter shake, mixed maybe? in milk. Uh, I'm thinking chocolate milkshake. Yeah, because whatever it was, it looked nasty. And he's yeah. the, he's our first kill of the movie. Uh, but Dick Miller, if you're not familiar with him, he's he was the pawn shop clerk in The Terminator, which we covered on this show. Second Murray kill. Futterman in Gremlins. In Gremlins 2. Third kill. Third? Yeah. The two lab technicians died first. And then... Mm, fair enough. You're right. Uh, but he was Murray Futterman in Gremlins. He was in The Burbs. He's been in a ton of stuff. He's still... He's 90 years old. He's still acting as of 2019. He was in Hanukkah. He's 90 years old? Yeah. Jesus. Oh, yeah. You know when he started acting? Hold on. Let me scroll for a minute here. Uh, 1955 was his first role in Apache Woman. I get him confused sometimes. Like, I know who he is, but I get him confused with the dude from A Christmas Story. You know, the dad... Mr. Magoo dad. Oh, uh, uh, Darren McGavin. I can see that. Yeah. And they got like similar faces. And when I was a kid, like gremlins and Christmas story were like basically the same, except one gave me nightmares and then the other one had gremlins. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) One gave me nightmares and the other one had gremlins in it. Um, (laughs) yeah, no, he, uh, he was in, um, the original little shop of horrors, which was a Roger Corman, uh, movie. Uh, the character Walter Paisley, the name was a character he had played in another movie, and I can't remember which one it was now. A Bucket that was, of Blood. That's what it was. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was in, uh, I mean, he had an uncredited role in The Dirty Dozen. Like, he, he'd been acting forever, and he's just great to sh- have him show up there like that. That was fun. The other uh, character actor was the second technician uh, to go, which was Garrett Graham. Um who he his scene was so much fun because he, you could tell he was having a blast like with his reactions as the as the protector bot is inching closer and closer to him from behind and he would stop and like put a hand to his ear like he was hearing something uh also I timed it by the way from the time he takes that half a donut and shoves it all in his mouth he is chewing for the next 2 minutes on that donut <laughs> Solid two minutes of, of movie is spent with him chewing on that same donut, including wow. taking the phone call in the middle of it. So I thought that was funny. You called me. <laughs> but he his scene was, was funny. Uh, apparently he was, what did Joe Bob say? He got paid 600 bucks to do that. Showed up for one day. Yeah. Um, and gets a dart to the uh, neck or whatever that was. Like, I'd do that. I'll take it. Yeah. It was like a, was like a stabby thing. I don't know what that was. That was weird. Yeah, it was like... But it weird... just, like, it, like, kind of, like, stabbed him and pulled him backward or something. <laughs> yeah. Really... Got him right in the spine, right in the right in the neck. Um, And then there was a couple other small parts. The, the beginning of the movie opens with uh, a presentation of the protector bots by the company that made them for the mall. And there's just a bunch of people there, apparently when the mall is closed, viewing this. But there was Paul Bartell and Mary Warnov played Paul and Mary Bland. And apparently that was... That that was an homage to characters they had played in another movie that I also Eating have not Raul. seen. 
Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, and I really want to see it after watching this movie again with, you know, the Joe Bobness. <laughs> and because, like, it seems really interesting. Like, they seem, like, really irritating. Have you seen it, Christina? Um, what was the name of the movie again? Eating Raul. It's no, like I haven't. from the early 80s. Some kind I think it is it might it's either a zombie movie or a cannibal movie. It's something about eating people. So, but it sounds it sounds interesting and uh you know, we might want to do that on the show some other time. Uh yeah, maybe. If we can find it. Yeah. I definitely have not seen it. It's a it's a comedy apparently of some kind. But they're they're playing those <laughs> characters. And what was funny is when we were watching the movie, my first thought was like I want them to get killed by the robot because they were just, you know, they were that uh, bland. Well, their names are bland, but but I get what they are, and so you know it worked. Uh, the other one that I did want to mention because it was brought up during the Joe Bob show, and I I never would have gotten this otherwise. The first person to ask a question about the robots is Angus Scrim, the tall man from Phantasm. In a in a shot that you never see his face, you barely he speaks one line. But apparently that was Angus mm-hmm. Scrim. I thought that was kind of neat. It's so weird. It's completely Such a random. Tiny, yeah. <laughs> so it's just random to have a, an actor like that for that type of a role. But he, I, my guess is he was just wandering by one day, and they're like, "Hey, you want to be in this movie? We'll give you six hundred bucks." <laughs> it, I mean, I do. Probably how much they paid everybody. Yeah. Um. So, okay, I mentioned earlier the, the script. The script is not very good, but it's efficient. And this was definitely in a period of time where, you know, you could go from idea to we're going to start production of this movie in like a week. And that's kind of what it felt like, uh, you know, just have a, a simple premise of killer robots in a mall and go with it. So, you know, it's very light on anything. There's no character development. Nothing like that. But I don't expect that in a movie like this at all. So, you know, the writing is what it is. Yeah, they're cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. Here you are. You have this backstory. You have this slight backstory. Go. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Like, here you are. Here's what you do. And it was written by the director um, and a friend of his that Steve Mitchell and Jim Wynorski. Um, Wynorski has been directing. This was his first feature film. Uh, he was working for Roger Corman at the time um, and basically said, yeah, I can make that movie and, and I can do it nice and cheap. And so they gave it to him. Um, and he went on to do stuff like Deathstalker 2 uh, that I mentioned earlier. The Return of Swamp Thing. Not, not Swamp Thing, but The Return. A lot of sequels I'm noticing with his stuff. Return of Swamp Thing, 976 Evil, Part 2. Um, All great movies so far. Ghoulies 4. Dinosaur Island. Ghoulies! Sorry. Ghoulies 4, direct video. I don't know about... F- I've never seen 4, but I mean, I remember liking Ghoulies 2 a lot. <laughs> yep. As a kid, that was the that was the one. Um, Ghoulies was good. Critters was better. But, yeah. Ooh, Critters with Scott Grimes! <sighs> and, and he also went on to do, Little like, Skinamax-type movies, too. Like, The Bear Wench Project. Or the Bear Wench Project <laughs> 2, Scared Topless. So, oh my gosh! <laughs> the horror porn parodies. Or Cheerleader Massacre was another, another one of his. 
Is that a porn parody? Because that just sounds like something I'd watch. I don't know, but I'm no, pretty trailer, sure. Trailer Massacre is not porn, but it could be. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm pretty I've sure uh, the Da Vinci co-ed. Uh, <laughs> cleavage I love field. Porn parodies. Cleavage field. Instead cleavage of field. field. Nice. Uh, Do the, little things roll off of it? Like I have little no idea. Bugs. The devil wears nada. Um, that makes sense. The hills have thighs. Oh, that was my favorite. Um, yeah. So, and then, and then I'm also seeing some, uh, like Dino Croc versus Super Gator, was a Jim. Oh my god, those point. are like sci-fi movies, right? Uh, yep. Per- Piranaconda. Yep. Uh, Gila. What did they do? <laughs> wow. Uh, quite. I mean, to his credit, Cobra Gator, by the way, was his most recent one. Uh, which you know, there you go, Cobra Gator. But to his credit, 103 directorial credits. So, dude works. When you can make stuff cheap, people will employ you. Um, and he definitely made this one for cheap. They shot it over, what was it, 20, 20 or 22 nights? Because they had to work at night. Yep. Um, and they had to be all cleaned up by the time the mall opened at 9 a.m. So, you know, for in that respect, the production is pretty impressive. Uh, because the robots... Now, I will say this. Those protector bots for 1986, I thought were okay. I thought they were, you know, they had some cheese factor to them. The arms looked funny with the little grabby hands, the clamps. They were kids' toys. Yeah. Um, but I thought that the overall design of them was actually pretty cool with the tank treads. And, and it's interesting that it came out the same year as Short Circuit because you have to wonder if they knew anything about each other, if there was any sort of design crossover. But they had, you know, the tank treads, the the overall look of the robots I, I I liked and I thought worked pretty well. And they had a full, fully working wireless uh controlled version of the robot. I think they they said they built five of them for production. Yep. Five total. One was wireless controlled, this uh, one was wired controlled, and then the other ones were all control the other ones that they had were controlled by wire. By manipulating with wire. Yeah, so they were more or less puppetry. And it works. I mean, it gives you the ability to have coverage. You've got one that you can run around and have for your wide shots, and you can obviously mask the wiring and everything for the, the rest of it. So I have to I have to give them credit because I think that they looked pretty cool. Now, the special effects that went along with them for their, their uh, laser blasts were pretty bad. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Less, not so much the laser that they used to cut through the steel doors, which – you know, other than moving super slow, actually looked okay, especially by 86 kind of low-budget standards. But the uh, the heat vision ray thing that they used, which they used a sound effect, they totally, and I captured it, they totally grabbed a sound effect from uh, War of the Worlds and layered it inside for that those laser visions. But they were these horrible pastel colors. It was like a pink laser, a blue laser, and a green laser. I liked having each robot have its own color. That was kind of nice because that at least differentiated them that way. You know, if they're all going to have the same voice and look exactly the same, that was Other a cool number of badges. Yeah. But that was a cool way to separate them because you're not always going to notice that number badge. True. Uh, but the pastel colors were maybe not the best choice. Did you <laughs> notice the number badge at the end? Uh, I did not. That it was number four. No, I didn't. I didn't notice that at all. <laughs> I didn't either. I was reading something in in Wikipedia that just said it. And I'm like, oh my god, I totally well, missed that. Yeah, the the after credit scene. 
Yeah. Mm, okay. That's what that was. was. I, I wondered if you actually stayed and watched that. I did. I stayed all the way through. I, I saw that. I, I, yeah, but I didn't like. I just thought it was like a funny thing. Like I never really thought about it. Like I guess I'm just an idiot. No, no I just it just didn't occur no, to you. No, because they set it up and presented only three. Yeah. During the presentation, they they said three. They never mentioned a fourth. It's, it's true. The secret ninja. Double secret model. probation bot. Um, the stunt work was mostly, I guess, the actual actors. Uh, although you can clearly tell when, like, uh, when Susie gets lit on fire, uh, that <laughs> the person, it's definitely a stunt actor. However, and Joe Bob brought this up on his show and I have to agree with him that, that effect, that fire effect and the amount of time that it was on screen is pretty impressive because you don't normally see somebody lit on fire on screen that long. And they were definitely left on there for a while. And we were talking back and forth about, you know, what would be the worst death in this movie. And I probably have to go with being lit on fire just because it would last quite a bit longer and be very painful. Yeah. I went with falling off the thing, like to the balcony to your death. Yeah. I mean, that wouldn't be fun because you definitely have time to think about it on your way down. Yeah. And you'd know you, you'd know you were going to die totally. Or be extremely crippled. Yes. Well, <laughs> wow. Yeah. But either way, Jeez. it wouldn't be fun. But I, I just think burning alive is very high on my list of ways I don't want to die, um, is burning alive. Like the head explosion, because there was that. And it's funny for, you know, it's it's sort of a horror movie, but it's also kind that, of not. That's uh, how I'd want to die. I want to be the exploding head girl. Well. <laughs> it's quick. It's easy. And it's memorable. It's memorable. <laughs> Um, and that was a decent, again, it was a cheap effect, but it was a decent effect uh, for the, the head blowing up. So I thought that was a little bit, I wasn't fully expecting it. I don't know why I wasn't expecting it, because I should have been. Something like that. But I guess because nothing up to that point had really gone in that direction. Like the the robots had either just stabbed with like a, a thing into the neck or electrocuted somebody, and then all of a sudden it blows her head up completely. And that was basically it, because the rest of them are either, again, like hit with a beam uh, in the Just leg. Just Yeah. Well, that was funny, is the one shot to her head blew it up, but yet she got hit like four times in the back and didn't, didn't knock her down. So, you know, whatever. Well, you know, lasers heating up the brain pan, you know, yeah. kaboom. But, that must you know, be it. How do how do lasers work? That's true. How do they work? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was definitely the most memorable kill in the entire movie is the head blowing up. Uh, partially because I just, like I said, didn't expect it. Um, Dick Miller's character gets electrocuted uh, through his peanut butter shake thing on the ground. I don't know what that was. Puke maybe? I'm not sure. It was whatever it was looked nasty. But he had an electrocution. The dumbest death though by far is Rick because yes. mm-hmm. they, they, they short circuit the robot. So it's spinning in a circle, shooting beams everywhere and the arms are going up and it's, you know, it's freaking out. It and hits, missing everybody. <laughs> yeah. Missing everything. Then just randomly hits Lisa or Linda rather. Who was standing in the wrong place. Right. She's cause, because she's just standing there yelling at Rick. It hits like, her. Hide. Yeah. 
And then Rick jumps onto the little two-wheeled golf cart and just rides straight at the thing, shooting at it the whole time, by the way, with his with, with the gun that he had in his hand and missing completely and running directly <laughs> into it and getting himself electrocuted. They get yep. by far the dumbest death. Uh, so that wins yep. that award. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, if we had smart people, we wouldn't have these type of movies. This is true. <laughs> It'd be real life. But while it might have been the dumbest death, it still entertained the hell out of me. Just because yeah. you could see from the moment Linda gets hit, you're like, well, okay, Rick's done. He's not making it out of this movie. And now you're like watching this unfold. And in my in my head, I'm just like, uh-uh, no, don't don't do that. You're oh, okay, I guess we're we're going this way. And, you know, that's how it is. But I had a few moments like that in the entire movie. Uh, one that made Monica laugh was when Allison goes up to the paint store and she takes her sweater and puts it over her, her head and then just sort of leans into the glass and it shatters and she goes inside. And my reaction was just like, um, no. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, yeah, that's true. I guess that wouldn't work like that, right? Well, you know, it's the 80s. But it's just, it's Travis is just like, like, he just wasn't accepting it. Like, that was, like, he's just like, no. No. Mm -mm. Sorry. I I can accept the killer robots getting struck by lightning and going rogue. However, uh, but it was the 80s. Nobody knew how glass worked, right? Sugar glass. Yeah, it is. No, it's totally sugar glass, which is why, you know, she didn't just get shredded doing that. Um the other funny one for me was when she goes up to the, the one store and she takes the ashtray and smashes the upper part of the window and then smashes the bo- lower part of the window and goes underneath. So why, why hit the upper part of the window at all? Exactly. <laughs> uh, that was pointless. That just added more sharp things for you to fall on. Um, but, you know, it, again, I, I got lots of chuckles out of it. I, I just had fun with this entire movie. Like, it just cracked me up all the way through and it was silly the music was fun though. The music was very eighties um, in style. 80s electronic. Yep. It reminded me a little bit of some of the music in Running Scared, which was right about the same time. It had that same sort of style of music going on, uh, but this was like amped up for the you know the the horror movie aspect of things. Um, but I I enjoyed that quite a bit. Uh, Chuck Serino did the music, and I actually captured some of it. Um, I can play a, a couple seconds of it because I there was a lot to capture in this. Uh, as far as clips go, I have many. Oh, but I can't dance on camera. No. I'll do it for you. There okay, you go. Thanks. Um, and I want to play some of these because, damn it, they were funny. The, the, here's here's a little bit of that uh, music. This So this played for the opening of the movie. Um, and honestly, it's not bad. Trust me. Absolutely nothing can go wrong. I like that beginning. It sounds like so many 80s movies. Oh, I know. And this was like the the overriding theme that played through most of the movie. Especially whenever the boss would be going around the mall, kind of on their hunting patrols. You know, but it's, it's 80s synth, and it's actually not that bad. Like, I want this to be the music that plays when I walk around with my theme song. <laughs> Is is that what plays in your head as you're as you're heading around town? Sometimes. Yeah. Making your around, making your downtown. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, okay, I got a couple of Dick Miller lines. Unfortunately, I didn't get the one you were mentioning, which is turning them into scrap metal, I'm noticing. However, uh, I, did, I did get him saying this. A dead meat. A dead meat. I don't know why. Something about the way he said that to me was funny. Yeah. Um, and then this this was close to the scrap metal line, but it was... You clumsy son of a bitch! I don't know. It was it right, just, that's right before it. Yeah, he, he does... You clumsy son of a bitch! I should have turned you to scrap... I should have turned you to scrap metal! He's scrap threatening metal. it with, know, the, just, with the uh It was so, mop. like, New York, New Jersey kind of sounding. Yes, it definitely was for uh, a janitor in Southern California. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so it's great. It was, I also had to get this, because this was the character of Susie, and... I don't know. Just listen. That is bitching. I just love... That's such 80s lingo. Bitching? Yeah. Or... Yeah, totally. Bodacious. Bodacious. Bodacious and bitching. Oh, my God, yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally tubular. Oh, yeah. Oh, gag me with a spoon. (laughs) And then we had this wonderful line from Ferdy. Uh, Has anybody ever sounded less enthusiastic about anything ever than this? Okay, okay, let's party. <laughs> okay, okay, let's party. Uh, hey, uh, hey, hey, Todd. Party. Todd, Todd, can you, can you give us that one more time? Okay, okay, let's party. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go with that. Okay, we'll go with that. That's fine. Print it. Let's go. Let's move on. <laughs> um, Screw it. We'll do it live. <laughs> I captured a few Brennans. Uh, actually, half of them are just weird noises he made. Like the uh, chewing. <laughs> There was let's let's see. There was this one. <laughs> I love that one. That was him making fun of Ferdy. Uh, for you wondering, that was this was that. Uh, that one cracked me up, and then uh, yep, sounds like an engine they can't turn over. Yeah. No, no, no! Stop flooding it! Stop flooding it! Uh, we had. Oh yeah. Uh, that was, that was him like <laughs> trying to come up with something to say to uh, to his girlfriend's dad when they caught when he caught them making out oh, in the yeah. store. <laughs> and it was just the way. He, I don't know. That just made me laugh. Um, there's also this one. Oh yeah, chewing, gum chewing. Always just gum constant. chewing. Was it the same piece of gum? Uh, that's a good question. Because he definitely, yeah. if it if it was, it wasn't ju- uh, juicy fruit. I can tell you that much. And he was making out with her, by the way. Oh yeah. Um. There's also <laughs> <laughs> that. I think was when he was getting ready to head out and get the cigarettes. That was like his last last thing before he left. <laughs> um. Happy Grant. Yeah. There was. Oh, uh, he said, "Dude," so I had to capture that. Dude. Does I mean how much more eighties California can you get then? Dude. Right. Um. Oh, we mentioned this one. Flatu, barata, nictu, okay. Sounds a little, <laughs> little Bruce Campbell sounding there. Very, very little bit, except that he actually was able to say "clatu, barata, nictu." <laughs> Necktie. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> uh, what was the? Oh, this was another good one. Why? 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 Wah, 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 wah. Um, and last Brennan was... And you ain't gonna tell him, are you? Tell him, are you? Ugh. At that point, I hated him. 
by the time he did this, wah, 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 wah. I was fine. So <laughs> it's a tale of two Brennans. Um, I liked him. <laughs> I, did, I captured Angus Scrim. So what do your machines there do besides kill criminals? Because why not? It's Angus Scrim, right? It's a tall man. Get okay. inside of my silver balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he doesn't say that, but you know. Uh, yeah, I don't think yeah. he does either. And, uh, <laughs> he definitely would get CPS called on him if he did. Because <clears throat> he was talking to a kid. Uh, oh, and this was Paul Bland, uh, the character of Paul Bland. I just had to get this because it was so... Uh, so this was Paul Bland. And, well, just listen. I don't know, Mary. The one in the middle has an unpleasantly ethnic quality. I, I, I'm sure if I see the uh, you know, eating Raul, that would make more sense to me, right? Yeah, they're just supposed to be like snobby, like pretentious white people or something like that in the movie. That's so. what I was getting. Yeah, yeah. But I just I had to capture that bit. Uh, oh, there was the the bit in the restaurant with uh, the the world's worst cook, by the way, like just rubbing all the food all over his shirt. Um, but then they had uh, the the patron of the restaurant who just wanted. Uh, Waitress, more butter. And he was just like eating butter. Yeah. Oh my god. So. I mean, I love butter, he, but. He looked like he loved butter. Yeah, it's true. Um, oh, uh, we already heard this once, but I'll play it again. This was, uh, this was great. This was the guy that created the robots. Trust me. Absolutely nothing can go wrong. Yeah, nothing and can you go wrong. Never say that. Yeah. And that would it's be. It's like I'll be right back. Yeah. That whole thing would kind of be if we were going to have a film stack, film sack style chick in the bucket would be just that. Like the people that made these robots are never mentioned again. If there had been some sort of resolution in the movie uh, after the the events of the night, they would have had to deal with them. So yeah. uh, I also got a couple. But do you think we? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What were we gonna say? I was gonna say, do you really think we needed to see them ever no. again? No, we don't need to like, at all. I think the only reason they were there is just to like, you know, establish, establish these are robots or something. Yeah. Also to write in all those cameos and stuff. Yeah. And also to have two girls be completely dressed up to remove blankets. <laughs> yeah. That, I want that, that job. <laughs> and, and and the very very hot girls just walking around the mall. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah oh, the, and the bathing suit. Oh yeah. yeah. The beauty pageant, for no reason whatsoever. It wasn't a beauty pageant. If you read the things, they were advertising the mall. Oh, really? Oh, that's even really? better. Yeah. Because that's even more pointless. <laughs> that's so stupid. <sighs> um, so I did get a couple uh, couple things from the technicians um, because I thought this was funny. Marty, I'm sorry I'm late, but it was all you could eat night down at the pit, and I couldn't resist the opportunity to pick out. I mean, I can't fault him for that. And he still ate half a donut afterwards. Plus, he brought a lunch with him. So not only did he go to an all-you-can-eat restaurant before he started, but he brought food with him. So, uh, and then... Go, Marty! I like that. That one, uh... <laughs> oh, and then this one, too. This was the same guy. Uh, this was when the phone rings. So as the robot's inching up, getting closer and closer to him, and then just as it's about to shoot him with a dart or something, the phone rings, and he stands up and he answers it, and he answers it like this. You mean who is this? You called me. <laughs> I don't know why. I just love that. <laughs> I think some of it was because it reminds me of the moment in Seven where Arlie Ermy does that same thing, and I, I posted the video for Monica to see from the movie. But he's 
Arlie Ermey's character is like the police captain in Seven, and he's sitting at this desk, and the phone is ringing, and he just like, hang on. He picks up the phone, and he just goes, this isn't even my desk, and hangs up. (laughs) (laughs) And that always, always made me laugh. So when the guy, when he said that in this movie, when he's just like, what do you mean, who is this? You called me. That's all I could think of. Um, I hate when people do that, too. (laughs) Uh, oh, this was the the cook that guy was talking about, where he was literally like taking the spatula and just wiping it on his shirt. Um, and I had to get this. You're breaking my heart. Because is he supposed to be Italian? Because that was the worst Italian accent I've ever heard. But you're breaking my heart. <laughs> and okay, it was British Italian. <laughs> yeah, you tell me that this doesn't that this isn't the sound from the War of the Worlds for the heat ray that the aliens used in that movie. It is. Like, it totally is. They, they took it from that movie. Um, that was that and the way the robot's arms would go when they would advance forward and attack cracked me up. So I heard the sound, and I was like, oh, War of the Worlds. But when they would come forward and uh, like advance on people, they would put the arms up and then just move forward. And all I could think of was Doctor Who and the 11th Doctor where he would put his arms up and do that goofy dance, like that kind of ape dance that he would do. And so that that was what was flashing through my head whenever any one of the protector bots was going after somebody. It just reminded me of, you know, the men trying to flex that have nothing to flex. Oh, yeah. I guess you could look at it that way. I didn't, but you could. You could. <laughs> Oh, but I, honestly, for as dumb a movie as this is, it's fun. And if you have a chance to to check it out, you should. I watched it on um, a service called Hoopla, which is tied into uh, libraries. So you can watch stuff for free if you have a library card. And uh, I think it's on, isn't it on Shudder? Not the I Joe Bob version? I watched it on Shudder. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, normal version yeah. and the Joe Briggs version. And it's also on Amazon. It is, is it on okay. Amazon again? Uh, last time I saw it was. Did they remove it? Oh, because like it was, and then it wasn't. But maybe they put it back. Like I don't even know. Could anymore. be stuff this... comes off and on like that all the they time. They do yeah. this to me all the time. <laughs> Movies just like, disappear. It, it was like a month ago that I saw that it was on, so I don't know if it still is. But, but honestly, is if you on Shutter, if you have a chance, if you have Shutter, or if you have a chance to see it, take the hour and fifteen minutes and watch it because it's just a fun, goofy, dumb movie with stupid kids getting killed by robots in a mall like it does exactly what it says it's going to do you know yep. except have, not the title uh right except there's no chopping involved <laughs> um they they even have like the obligatory uh you know load up the ammo into the gun scene with like the quick cuts and all of that and the the slow motion walk out of the uh out of the stores they're all standing in a line <laughs> If you pay attention and you watch really, really well, you can tell what religion the character of Ferdy is because his <laughs> pants are too tight. Because uh, he's wearing the high waters and uh, they, those pants just look super uncomfortable. So, you know, there's there's that. I just want to point out that, like, the, the there is a famous thing that, that uh, the main character, Kelly Maroney's character, she had, like... Camel toe the whole movie, but all I could see was Ferdy for some reason, and it was just, it was just like his yeah. socks. You could see it, like they're just such high watered pants, like just like pulled up to his nipples or something. 
yeah, he definitely had high waters going on, but they were also like super uncomfortably tight in the crotch. And, <laughs> you know, it's just what it is. Uh, but honestly, it's just, it's a fun movie. Just watch it. It's not going to take that much time out of your day. So it's worth it, especially this time of year. If you want a silly horror movie to watch. So so last year for, for October, for this show, we did sort of a, we did a, a horror month of October, but we had themes. We had a monster movie, we had a slasher movie, we had a horror comedy, and we had an anthology. This would be the closest we have lined up for a slasher uh, this year. Yep. So it sort of fits that bill. And it, it is in a way, it's not your classic slasher film, but it is more that than it is a monster movie or anything else. So I think it's in the realm of classic slashers, but more on the, you know, tongue in cheek side of it. Oh, totally. Like, Definitely yeah. the movie is not taking itself too seriously. Which makes it better. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Hundred percent. Um if it had tried to take itself too seriously, it wouldn't be as entertaining. That that adds to it because you can tell they kind of knew, like, we're making something pretty cheesy. So they leaned into it. And I like that. I, I don't mind if something is bad and cheesy as long as the, the people making it kind of have that idea in mind. But there's a there's a certain point at which it goes too far. Some of the, the Sharknados of the world, for me, that's, like, too tongue-in-cheek and too much, like... And it, what it is is it's this type of movie taken to the extreme, taken to the next few iterations or whatever. But I think at some point you get diminishing returns. Um, this works because it's not trying to be too much and it's not overly trying to wink at the at the audience the whole time. And so I, I think, think that's why I find it more enjoyable. A plausible story. That's true. It's, it's it, it well plausible setup. We mm-hmm. should say. Yes. Yeah. The, the robots, I mean, granted, we all know that robots getting struck by lightning is not going to rewrite their programming. But the the concept at least has some sort of like, okay, I could maybe see this happening. And then, you know, it, it just gets ridiculous. But yep. it certainly, it, it's it's entertaining more than anything. And I appreciate that. You, know, you can tell people are having fun doing it, and they they put some work into some of the stunts and some of the effects. That was nice. Again, I'll, I'll say it again, but the, the kill bots, the protector bots, they look cool. I liked them, even if they had the clamps. And that's all I could think of was the little clampy hands the whole time. I'm going to clamp you. <laughs> and this is such a beloved movie, really. Just It's like a cult classic, and just people really love love the B movie of this. Yeah. And I can totally see why hundred percent. If you like this, uh, there's a movie called evolver. That's mm. basically a spiritual successor in my opinion. Okay. Cause the, yeah. the robot looks exactly the same <laughs> at the beginning before it starts evolving. Okay. Oh, I have not You've seen never, that. One, oh, so I, I figured you'd that see that one. No, no, uh, I haven't seen everything. <laughs> it, it's even got John Delancey in it. Ooh. Oh, Q really? Yep. Oh, wow. Wow. Crusty space hands. Well, we're going to have yep. to check that out sometime. Yep. So, yeah, that, that was... that on the list. All right, I will. But that was Chopping Mall. Um, that was fun. And I'm glad that I got to see it and say that I have seen Chopping Mall now. It's not something that I probably would seek out without having a show like this as sort of the backdrop for it. Um, at this point, like this far along. 
in my kind of movie watching life, but I'm glad I did. So now I can say that I saw it and that was kind of fun. And, it's, and it, and it is a fun way to kick off October. So I enjoyed that. Now, Monica, you came on here and made me watch this movie, which means I get to choose what you watch next week. Cause you haven't seen it. That's before. not the, no, that's, that's not the plan. That's what's happening. No. Yes. Sounds good to me. But why? Because I want I to make you watch Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Ooh. Yes, but 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 the newer. You mean the or, Mel Brooks one? No, not Young no, that's Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. <laughs> right, and not the Boris Karloff one either, because everybody's oh. seen that. No, no, no. This is Mary Shelley's Frankenstein from oh, okay. 1993, I think. 94. Ah, the classic 1993 film. <laughs> Uh, hey, hey, at least he is not doing the Frankenstein from like the mid 2000s. Oh no, 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 no. This is the actually Frankenstein in the mid 2000s. Oh, yes. that movie's been made so many times. No, this is um, uh, directed by Kenneth Branagh and starring Kenneth Branagh and Robert De Niro and Hel- Helena Bonham Carter. Um, Helena Bonham Carter. So it's, it's it, actually a decent movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so that's what we're going to be um, watching next week, Monica. You're going to come. Is back it like and... a fine film, like? Is this like well made and all that kind of stuff? Well, um, I would say that it had more of a budget than uh, Chopping Mall did. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think have. Uh, no, it is it is a fairly well made movie, but I think you're okay. going to enjoy it. I hope. Uh, I guess we'll find out in a week if you did or not. Uh, so you're going to yeah, be watching it with us, or and else. Keith Keith is going to be joining us too um, and making a return. So so nice. that'll be fun. That's next week. Uh, so next week is Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. And as we continue, Scaretober, Spooktober, Halloween month, whatever you want to call it, it has many, many names. Holitober. Holitober. Halloween month. Yeah. Yep. So, Monica, where can people find the stuff that you're doing right now? Oh, me. Why? Oh, dear. Let's see. Um... Put you on the spotlight. Yeah. Sorry. I, uh, if you, you should probably follow me on Twitter. That's at wickedkitten13. And then you can find out whenever I'm guesting on a show like this or I'm doing another show or, uh, if, uh, you know, I had toast for breakfast or something, like you really want to find out, that's, that's probably the place to go. Other than that, I, um, just announced on Friday that I am, um, the new host on, uh, Hearth Casual. That's a Hearthstone podcast over on the Warcraft radio network of podcasts. So if you like Blizzard games, if you like Hearthstone, if you just like the sound of my voice, go check it out because it's uh, really cool. And then I'll be back here next week. So, you know, I'll be back to tell you more stuff if you're still here. Sure. Come back. Please do. Uh, And Christina, you are on Twitter as well, are you not? I am under Chibi Phelan. Okay. Um, I used to do a lot of drawings uh generally it's basically more about this i used to do some uh twitch stuff as well but that's kind of fallen to the wayside due to work Mm, yeah so i hop on here when i can excellent well i want to thank both of you for being on this week this was fun i didn't know what i was getting into with the movie or if i would actually like it or not because like some of the low budget stuff i can enjoy uh like this and some of it just feels like a chore to get through. This didn't feel like a chore. This was enjoyable. So thank you, Monica, for suggesting it. Can and... I actually, can I thank uh, Christina for actually, like, she suggested it in 
chat the day. Sure. Okay. I'm pretty oh. sure she said it first, and then I agreed. Okay, so, I'll check it. <laughs> All right. Well, then thank you, Christina. So I just, like, if she hadn't have said it, then I wouldn't have been like, oh, yeah, that's a great movie to do. Let's do that. And then, you know. Yeah, great so, minds think alike. Yeah. But it was, it was a lot of fun, so thank you both for being here. Uh, we record this show every Sunday night, usually around 8 p.m. on Sundays, uh, you know, depending on schedules. And it comes out on Wednesdays as a podcast. So if you enjoy this show and you listen to it through any of the podcast applications, Apple Podcasts, Google, Pocket Casts, um, you know, I'm not on Stitcher because Stitcher's terrible. I don't like them. Uh, but if you do listen to it, if you can rate and review or at least give a rating for the show, that helps kind of make it more discoverable. Uh, and it's an easy way to help out. Also, if you're listening to this or watching live, I still have stickers and I'm still, I'm giving away stickers. All you have to do is get a hold of me on Twitter and ask for one and DM me your address. I will put one in the mail for you. So the first wave of those got out to people. I got some feedback already uh, from people that got stickers and they're, they're enjoying it. So it's completely free. All you got to do is get a hold of me and let me know. So yeah, uh, next week is going to be Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. And come on back for that one because I haven't seen it in a while, but I have seen the movie a couple of times before. So I'm looking forward to this one. And uh, we have some other fun stuff coming up through the rest of October that uh, I think you're going to really enjoy. Until next week, we always like to say to enjoy your movies. And it's a weird time out there. So everybody be excellent to each other. It's Friday. Yeah! <laughs> That's my line. I forgot to say it. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>